GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand. On Gibraltar today, who is the future of broadcasting in Gibraltar? I spoke to some of the youngsters who've been taking part in GBC's first ever broadcasting summer camp. Jake, Maisie, Sophie, May, Ethan and Scarlett were in the studio alongside Max, who's one of the leaders. We also found out about the Globic story. If you've been following it, it's an interesting but complex case. And Ian Triclarence has been breaking it down for us. Tuning in. This is Gibraltar Today and if you have been following the Globix story, it's a big one, but it is a complex one. There's lots of different strands to it, Ian. Uh, so luckily for us, Ian Triclarence has been following it, working on it, and you're here to bring us the latest. Well, just before we get to Globix, it's cute now that young broadcasters wait until they come for our jobs. They are after our jobs already, yeah. Ian. <laughs> so Globix, yeah, very complicated, ongoing. Um, Breaking it down from the beginning, because a lot of people won't have been keeping track of it from the start. So basically, investors were approached with a very attractive proposition. You're going to give me some money, and I'm going to give you 1% per day. To put that in context, we know that banks might offer that per year for some account. You might So get 1%. it was enticing. To say the least. Mm-hmm. Of per- course, Perhaps it's very too easy. good to be true. Oh, Kelly, you've taken the words out of my mouth. Sometimes when allegedly. things appear to be too good to be true. Um, yeah, allegedly, of course. None of this is a criminal matter yet, but as we heard from my report, it's $42 million worth of assets and of capital that has gone missing, disapparated. Um, yeah, so money was going to Damien Carreras, who is a Gibraltarian, who is the director of the Globix company by a number of means. People were transferring money, giving him cash, and then he, it, we now know, was putting this money into a Binance wallet. A Binance is a platform where you invest uh, into cryptocurrency. It's important to know, for those who don't understand, you don't own the wallet that is on this platform. It's perhaps as if a, a bank has a safe and you put something in it, but it's, it's ultimately the bank's. It belongs to them. You don't have control over it. So you have to trust the, the, the institution that you're putting this money into. Uh, this trust was... No, well, well, what's happened has happened. So money was going to Damien Carreras. Damien Carreras was putting this money into an account on Binance and transferring it to a woman we now know as Ala Babenko, who is the partner, the social, the well, life partner of uh, his business partner, Pavel Sidorov. Pavel Sidorov has not had any wallets found to be in his name. Nothing was registered in his name. His name isn't found anywhere. We know him to be the business associate in Globix. And essentially the money's gone missing. How does all that money, all those millions of dollars, how does it go missing? Isn't the point of of crypto and blockchain is that there is a record of all transactions? That's the thing. Uh, Within an ecosystem, any transaction that takes place is registered. And this is how we found, how we, how this is how the money has, how the assets have been found on Binance, for example. There's a direct, well, liquidators uh, assert that there is a direct line between money coming in, cash money, fiat, pounds, going into this Globic system, and then that money being transferred around and essentially coming out the other side. And then the money leaves Binance, uh, tens of millions leave Binance and go to other platforms which are more difficult to trace, to Garantex, to Bitso, to other other platforms that are used as off ramps to be turned back into fiat, into pounds, euros, dollars. To some, this might sound like a, and to me personally, Ian, it sounds like a different language. So thank you for, for explaining this to us in like layman's terms as best as you can. It is a case that's ongoing, but yeah. what's happened in court so far? It's, well, it, it's not a case. It's, 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 a, it's a liquidation yeah. hearing. It's, there's no criminal matter. Although the police, as we've heard, have opened criminal investigations, 
into the matter. They're, they're being they're, they're holding their cards, their cards tight, their chest. Uh, what's happened so far? The there have been disclosure orders against uh, Carreras, against Damien Carreras, and now there's a disclosure order that's been um, approved against Alan Babenko. We want to see your finances. We want to see evidence of what's been done with this money. That's what the judge is, is ultimately saying to Alan Babenko. It's more complicated. These none of these are in Gibraltar. They're not in Gibraltar, but they're not Gibraltarian. Alababenko and Pavel Sidorov are not Gibraltarian, so it becomes more difficult. It's, it's a complicated matter. It definitely is. Uh, what's next? What can we expect to to hear from this? It's been adjourned until the sixth of September. I hope I've got that right. And we're going to have public examinations of both Pavel Sidorov and Alababenko, unless they successfully challenge against this on in October. Uh, we need Russian translators for this uh, in, on the Gibraltar side and this wasn't available mm-hmm. this past week. That sometimes can be, be difficult in, in court isn't it? Uh, just finding translators to be able to be present when we need them. It's all very difficult and the thing is with something like this, if, if you liquidate a company on Main Street you know where it is, you know where its goods and services are. This money was put into an ecosystem and then the servers were in Ukraine and the money was moved you know, on the internet. It's, it's all a bit more nebulous so it's been difficult to establish that Gibraltar the jurisdiction in which this case needs to go forward. So all of this is up in the air and Daniel Vietim representing the liquidators yesterday said they are now in close contact with lawyers in Moscow in Madrid. They're ready for whatever needs to be done. He said there's nowhere to hide I believe was the quote you used from Daniel Vietim. Yeah. Nowhere to hide yet. Well, it's a really interesting case and thank you for breaking it down for us and kind of explaining it in the best way you can because it's so complex and we look forward to, to seeing what's next. We'll keep you updated. Okay, well, first of all, I just would like you, you guys to introduce yourselves. Perhaps we can start with Sophie. Uh, Sophie, tell us about yourself. I, I believe you're an actor, is that correct? Yeah, I've recently been in a play, so a bit of an actor, yeah. Is that why you decided to sign up for the summer camp? Well, I suppose so. It is a bit of the, it is a bit of it. But to be honest, I really want to be a TV presenter when I grow up, so that's more the reason. Amazing. Is there a particular GBC TV show that you enjoy most? I'm putting you on the spot now. Well, not really, um, but we recently did a powder room and I found that really fun and it was really nice to have a bit of a talk. Lovely. Now we're also joined by, I think he might be a familiar face and a familiar voice to many because any chance he can get on camera, Jake, you do, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you've been in Vox Pops, you've been on TV shows, you've been, you've gone viral on, on TikTok before, haven't you? And like social media, even mm. back in the day with, um, during the pandemic, I remember. Oh yeah, my dad used to make TikToks of me during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> So you've been famous for years now, but yet you have decided to, to join part of the GBC summer camp. So what, what enticed you to join? I just, like, whenever it comes to broadcasting, <laughs> I just love doing it. What is it about broadcasting a TV radio that, that you enjoy so much? Everything, technically. Just everything that I love the most. And what about you, Maisie? Tell us about yourself. Well, I like going... I like singing, acting and dancing and I chose to be in the summer camp because I feel like it's good experience and it would like help me like develop and find new skills. And Maisie, your parents are actually both involved in broadcasting. They made a living from broadcasting. So has that uh, motivated you? Do you want to follow in their footsteps? Yeah, I think so. I think I want to be like a bit like a sports reporter like my dad. Like your dad, Davey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so Max, I know that it's been a jam-packed week and a half so far. Talk us through some of the activities that you guys have been doing. Well, I'll walk you a bit backwards. So today we went down to the GFA 
and everyone had a chance at um, being part of a press conference with uh, two of the national footballers, part of the national team. Uh, so they all sat down like in the way that you sort of imagine a press conference like from the films and like Ted Lasso and that kind of thing like you've got like the the football players like at the at the front and then you've got all the chairs so our mini reporters were all asking them questions and I was really impressed with the questions that they've asked you can tell that there's been sort of a development from the beginning of the camp where the questions were more about like oh like what's your name like how old are you why do you like football whereas this was really getting down to the nitty-gritty like Ethan, who's in the next group, asked them, so you've lost 60 times. When was the last time you scored a goal? <laughs> Amazing, like no holding back. <laughs> yeah, no holding back. It, it was really, like, it was really, um, I was really proud of them. Chloe and I and Justine were really proud of um, proud of them today. Uh, yesterday, they got to film their own powder room segment. So they sort of did a rotation. So four of them would be on the panel, four of them would be behind the camera, and four of them would be in the gallery. And they did swap. And it was interesting to see the different topics uh, that they sort of touched on. Maisie, do you remember what topics you touched on yesterday? We, some of us start, did social media, mm-hmm. climate change. Um, I think someone, um, I think someone talked about ice cream as well. Yeah, ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> that was my group. That yeah, was my Jake's, group. Jake's group, um, they, they did some a more serious topic, so some of them did the effects of social media, like Maisie was saying, and then they got to do sort of like a silly one, which was like about ice cream, and like they just want to relax in the sun and have a nice Jerry and Ben's, I think you guys called no, it, to no. avoid product placement. My <laughs> group, so technically we just made up our own product placement. It was Berry, Jen and Berry's tacos, yeah. and then we ended up talking about Ben and Jerry's ice creams yeah, at the end. Because uh, yesterday, or the day before that, we had on Monday, we had a... Uh, workshop from the GRA, so the Gibraltar Regulatory Authority, and they talked about product placement and how it's important to let the audience know if there's going to be any product placement or any sort of sponsorship. And we do not have an affiliation with Ben & Jerry's. No, we certainly we do not. Clear. Unfortunately. Unfortunately <laughs> Other brands are also available. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, they're learning like really serious stuff, yeah. uh, you know, being professional in their interview questions, but also exactly. making it fun, which is the point, isn't it? Exactly. And they're also getting opportunities to be behind the camera as well. So getting used to things like headroom and talking room, whereas the viewer might not necessarily ever really think about those kind of things. But when it's off and it's not quite right, you sort of feel like, oh, that shot looks a bit weird and I don't really know why. So it's teaching them like, okay, when people are talking, you need to make sure there's a bit of headroom at the top and there's talking room. So it looks a bit more natural. So yeah, I think they were learning some really valuable skills. So Sophie, you said you wanted to be a TV presenter. You've also acted before. How did you find the behind the scenes stuff, like being behind a camera? Well, it's it's actually very different because I didn't really think I liked being behind the camera, but especially yesterday, something like, I don't know what it was, but I really enjoyed being behind the camera and I didn't think I would. That's good. So you're learning all different kinds of skills that you didn't even expect to enjoy. Yeah. Good. And Jake, I believe you have a very specific talent, don't you? You, you memorise our adverts, our Radio Gibraltar adverts. <laughs> Is there one in particular that you have got down that you have practiced down to a T? Well, I haven't practiced it. It's just been stuck in my head ever since year three because there was a TCA advert on a bus stop. We'd wait that every morning and that's just got stuck in my head ever since year three. And do you want to give us an example of that? It's a, the Top Choice Appliances <laughs> advert. Do you want to give us an example of that? Maybe. Oh, go on. You know you want to. Okay, fine. <laughs> 
top choice appliances at Water Gardens, featuring great prices on boilers, fridges, washing machines, and more. With a new expanded showroom. That's all that's I good. Remember. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah. really good. Well done. It's a long list of appliances. So yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Max, these guys must have been entertaining you loads now this last week or so. Honestly. Um I think Chloe and I, before we got all the kids coming in, we were a bit nervous. We were like, okay, what kind of kids? Obviously, we got a chance to look at the videos, but seeing an edited video versus having the kids all in Broadcasting House at once is like a very different story. But honestly, I've been very impressed with like how professional they've all acted. And I think the age range is like sort of perfect because a lot of them are like innocent enough and quite young, but also they know when to sort of be switched on and be professional and when they can turn that off, if that makes sense. But no, I, I've... I've been pretty impressed with our little group. You're feeling proud. Yeah, like a proud dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though you're very young yourself. Yeah. And they couldn't be your children. Be kids, no. no. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the tripod in particular, we've got a tripod challenge, haven't we, we that, that you guys have prepared for. Oh no, Sophie's <laughs> already saying, oh no, Jake's excited though. Uh, what can you tell us, Max, about this? Uh, what have they, they learned about the tripod? So on the first, one of the first days when we were in Campion Park, day Tuesday. two, yeah, Tuesday, um, we all sat down in little groups and I showed them sort of how to set up a tripod and how to put the camera on. It's sort of like a group effort. Normally the the news camera operators and the other camera operators can only do it on their own. So they're quite privileged in that they can do it as a team. Obviously there was no sort of like interviewee. Mm-hmm. Normally what we do is we get the camera eye level to the person that we're interviewing or mm-hmm. it depends on what we're doing. But let's say this was an interview. You get it to their eye level, uh, you put the camera on, you make sure it's nice and secure and then you do this thing called bubbling up which there's a little bubble and you just have to make sure that the camera is straight on like the horizon. Okay, I I mean, I've worked with GBC for I think it's like 14, 15 years. I've never heard of bubbling up. So you're teaching me things today. Thank you, Max. That's a a Darren Durante trick. (laughs) The veteran, yeah. Um, So Max, obviously the the kids have been learning uh, how to direct for TV, Mm -hmm. how to film, produce their own content. Will we be able to see that, um, that product once they're done? What can we expect from that? Yeah, so the idea is that for the end, by the end of the summer, uh, there's not a confirmed date yet, but we'd like to release three episodes on the summer broadcasting camp. And the idea is that like 80% of that has been recorded by the kids, uh, has been presented. You know, the kids have been doing the interviews. Other kids from other camps have been interviewed. And it's just like a completely like child orientated uh, mini program or mini series. And they should be about 30 minutes, like a 30 minute, so three 30 minutes. So that should come out. Um, hopefully at the end of August, maybe beginning of September, but that's subject to change. So that's the plan. Exciting stuff. Uh, so yeah, before we, we move on, because obviously more members of your team will be in, in part two, they'll be competing in the tripod challenge too. So we'll see how they compare. Uh, but Sophie, before before we leave um, this interview and this uh, conversation, tell me what's been your favourite thing about working for GBC the, this last week and a half? Well, I think definitely the presenting, but I've I found it quite like enjoyable writing questions for interviews and interviewing people um but i would say probably recording the powder room and presenting that because that was awesome really excellent well we hope to see you on our tv screens again soon uh, Maisie, what about you um i liked all of it but i think my favorite was the powder room like getting the makeup ready and being on the actual thing but i can't really say what i like the most because the week hasn't ended that is a very good point you still have a few days left of jam-packed fun uh what's been a highlight for you jake everything technically but 
No, but not today. Not this interview. <laughs> I'm going to take that personally, Jake. No, everything that we've done in GBT Summer Camp, including this, is like the best. Is is one of the best things of the entire summer camp. But one of the best things, in my opinion, that like one of the best best things, in my opinion, is um, when we did the powder room, and when we also went to to Campion Park to interview kids because the two-year-olds there were just so cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah they actually were. They were really cute. So are you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today and enjoy the rest of your stay here at GBC. Looking forward to seeing what you've uh, worked on. And thank you, Max. You'll be on thank in part you. two as well with the rest of the, or some of the other kids. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, they can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> so coming up after the break, uh, we'll be meeting some more members of the mini media crew. May, Ethan, are you okay? Yeah. All right, just a little accent. Studio. That's okay. This is what live broadcasting is all about. It's something that we learn from. Jake, are you all right? It's okay. We'll add that to our bloopers for the open day, yeah? <laughs> so May, Ethan and Scarlett will be in the studio in part two. Gibraltar Today with Kelly and Borge. Uh, perhaps we can start with you, Ethan, and, and why you decided to take part in this GBC summer camp. I came here because my mum had found it online and I'm really into like being on TV because I do stagecoach, which is singing, acting and dancing. And I'm just really into that and I love being on a screen. What is it about it that you like it so much? I just love being in the spotlight where all the attention's on me and what I do. But also there is a lot of pressure on that because when everyone's looking at you, you can't really make a mistake. Well, we're all human, so mistakes do happen. This is live radio and TV, as we saw in part one. There was a bit of a tumble, yeah. a couple of little accidents. That's bound to happen, yeah. so, so don't worry. I think people appreciate that too when they see the human side of, of presenters. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Scarlett? So I joined this experience because my stepmom found it on Facebook, which was something I'm really into. I really love broadcasting. I love news reading. It's always something I want to pick up when I'm older. And I believe radio presenting in particular is something you've been interested in. Yeah, I love being on radio. I love showing my face. It's just something I've really, really been into doing. Scarlett, we do have, we might not have time to play the whole song, but would you like to announce a song for us? Sure, I'd love to. Yeah, when you're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you're listening to Radio Gibraltar. Up next, react, oh, this was React Switch Disco and Ella Henderson. So that was Scarlett, our future potential Radio Gibraltar presenter, announcing that song, React, Switch Disco and Ella Henderson. And yeah, we're going to leave that song there because we want to hear more from you guys. May, how come you decided you wanted to take part in this summer camp? So my mum, sorry, I don't know where. Um, and at first I, I wasn't very sure on doing it because I do get quite nervous. Um, but I'm glad I did it because I've got to meet a bunch of new people and I really want to go into sports reporting and sports journalism. So, yeah. I heard that you're very into sports and in particular with Formula One, right? Yeah, obsessed. Obsessed? How obsessed? I'm watching Formula 2, Formula 3 as well, so very I didn't obsessed. even realise there were so many formulas. Did you, Max? <laughs> I did, just because my dad watches it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, May, I believe you know all the formula drivers. Yeah. Can you recite them for us today? Um, okay. 
I'll try my best because sometimes I might not remember the teams. But um, so obviously Max Verstappen winning every race, um, Sergio Perez, uh, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, um, Lando Norris, Oscar Piastri, um, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, then um, Joe Guanyu, Valtteri Bottas, Kevin Magnussen, um, Nico Hülkenberg. Yuki Sonoda, Daniel Ricciardo, and I think, oh yeah, Alex Albon, Logan Sargent, and I actually think I'm missing some. I don't know if that was 20. I've got no idea. <laughs> oh yeah. That sounded um, very sorry, impressive. Um, uh, Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon. You I could have just been making up all those names <laughs> and I would have believed you. So well done. You, you truly are obsessed. <laughs> and now you guys also, you did a storytelling masterclass with GPC's very own CEO, James Niche. So what was that like? Um... Yeah, it was quite fun just learning how to, um, you know, um, title things and explain things without taking anyone's side and not making anyone look too bad. Um, So, yeah, learning that stuff was very important. What about you guys? What about you, Ethan? Honestly, it was cool learning how to, like, hear both sides of the story and just agree with both. And you don't have to pick one side that you're on. You can just listen to both and then just, like, nothing's expected of you to, like, you're not the judge in a court. Like, you don't have to say, guilty eso y innocent eso. You um, have to remain unbiased. Yeah, unbiased. Yeah, I'm loving the janito as well, Ethan. <laughs> I'm glad that you're you're peppering your, your vocabulary with that. And and Scarlett, what do I hear about Goldilocks? How did this form part of the... Of the <laughs> of the exercise Goldilocks I, I have no idea I never even read the story when I was younger it was never really a story I'd read I focused more on Peppa Pig than everything else <laughs> so I never really like listened to it until like that day except for my siblings of course because I have too many <laughs> how many siblings do you have? four oh wow Must busy, busy house very do, are they also interested in broadcasting? No, not really. They're quite young. So you're the star of the family, are you? Of course I am. <laughs> love, love the confidence. And Max, tell us about some of the other exercises that they've really excelled in this past week and a half. Yeah, so they've also done... Um, so going off that storytelling masterclass, the following day they had a sort of different take on storytelling, which was uh, the GCA, so the Gibraltar... Cult- no, GCS. Mm-hmm. Gibraltar Cultural Services had <clears throat> a storytelling uh, event for three to seven-year-olds. So the kids came to our kids, our mini media crew came down. We filmed some, what we in the newsroom called GVs, which I think... General vision. I think, yeah, Yeah. general Mm -hmm. vision. So that's just getting like general shots of what's happening just to tell, to paint a picture for the viewer. Uh, So they were getting some of those and then they did interviews with the kids that were there. And it was really interesting to see kids interviewing kids and sort of the older kids trying to support like the younger ones. I remember there was a boy who was about two years old Christopher, he was a fan favourite. You're saying Christopher, why is that? Was he particularly cute? Oh, he was adorable because he looked like really like grumpy and like very quiet. Um, but then we started interviewing him and it was so adorable. He was giving everyone hugs and chasing us around. So he was the, my favourite. So a highlight for you as yeah. part of this experience. Nice. What else, Max? Um, so on Friday, we did uh, the weather. So we put up um, the engineers and the technical team set up the green screen up in studio two which is where we do most of our live shows so things like the lottery uh powder room the hub and sports locker and viewpoint all take place in studio two 
and they very kindly set up the lights for us and we used a green screen and the the kids job basically was to report on the weather so we had a pre um established sort of script from a previous day from the Met Office. So they basically had to read from the autocue. There were kids in the gallery, like, um, controlling the autocue. So it's not something I've ever done, but I... No, me neither. I've, no. I mean, you guys are learning some stuff that, that I've never experienced exactly. here in the last 14 years. So it's really great that you're getting to learn so many different aspects of broadcasting. Exactly. So they got to um, sort of operate the autocue and just read the the weather. And it was really interesting because they were they just had a green screen behind them. There wasn't really anything there. And through the system that we have expression, we were showing the the weather. And it was really cool. It was really interesting to sort of see that happen in real time. Um, and that will probably form part of our, our, our TV program. Show. Yeah, nice. Exactly. And out of the three of you, who would you say would be the, the best weather person? You're, you're, you seem like a pretty confident bunch, so I'm not too worried about asking you. I mean, I quite enjoyed doing it, but I I had like no emotion behind my eyes. Like uh, you could just <laughs> you could just tell I was like reading the thing because I was staring like directly in the middle of the camera, so I like had no emotion. But I think I read relatively well, so I think I was alright. I suppose the weather isn't too exciting, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it was really fun doing the weather. Um, I always kept a smile on my face because. It's me. <laughs> and yeah, it was fun. Well, it was fun reading adults um, from BBC, the weather. Like most people would say, oh my God, the weather is boring. I don't want to watch it. Let's put on Cartoon Network. Yes, and stuff like that. But I think kids, like kids put a spin on it. Um, so you made it interesting. You you were creative with it, were you? Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. So out of all the things that you've learned so far, perhaps Ethan, you can start first. Uh, what would you say is your number one thing that you'd like to perhaps pursue as a career when you're older? I honestly like reporting and interviewing. And when I'm older, I do want to be a movie star. So I guess broadcasting um, has to be part of it because I need to learn how to be on TV just calmly because sometimes I can make a mistake like when we were here with Ben I stuttered like I was like I I am I'm going going to to read the weather weather (laughs) that's fine we all do that and and it's funny you mentioned about acting because you also did a drama and script writing session with playwright Lewis Emmett Stern so how was that for you that must have been particularly interesting that was really really fun because we were working on log lines and I did one about this short story that I wrote in school it was a horror one and yeah I was pretty proud of it Ethan, you said you like to interview people and you also told me earlier that you're a big fan of The Breakfast Show. Thank you very much for that. Do you want to come up with a couple of interview questions for me whilst we speak to the girls? Yes. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Scarlett, what about you? What's uh, the one thing that you're taking from this summer camp? Mine is definitely radio. Radio is always something I've always been into. Or I I also like like sport, like reporting. It's really fun doing sports reporting, but radio is always my main one. It'll always be my main one. Lovely. And May? Um, Sports reporting, is that still what you're interested in? Or perhaps now yeah. that you've learnt more about broadcasting, uh, <laughs> you're, you're maybe more divided? No, I think I'm still very set on um, sports reporting. I mean, today we got to interview some players of the GFA, which was so much fun. And we got, like, notebooks and everything. So and it was set up like a proper press conference. So it was really fun to experience and I want to do it forever. 
Oh, well, we're looking forward to hopefully having you on our screens one day soon. Okay, Ethan, did you think of up any any questions? I'll keep it short. I guess. (laughs) Even if it was just one, just a little practice. Okay. Okay, so, Kelly, when you were younger, did you have any job other than being a radio reader? Like, for example, um, a firefighter, a princess, whatever. Definitely a princess up until the age of 18. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Ethan, that's a really good question. I've always worked for GBC, but um, in radio only in the last, uh, I think, about seven years or so. Uh, But started in the newsroom and worked my way up to this position. So, yeah, I've done a bit of everything over the years. Secretarial work, TV, radio. But thank you, Ethan. That was a very, very good question. Max, are you proud of of your kids today? I am, yeah. I think you all worked really well together. (laughs) Um, obviously there's 12 kids in the whole mm-hmm, program yes. so we had to pick six and I'm really proud of the six that we chose I'm also really proud of the, of the six that didn't come on today so I'd like to and we will be seeing them exactly. in, in this production that you're putting on in this show so remind exactly. us when do we have a set date for this yet or it's date? a work in progress yeah uh, it's a work in progress um, but hopefully uh, in the beginning of uh, beginning of autumn maybe so the beginning of September so I suppose that's the end of summer so that's the hope we shall see well just based on today i just can't wait to see what you're coming up with i'm sure it's going to be tv gold so well done to all of you and thank you for joining me today i made it mom i'm on the radio <laughs> say that again i made it mom i'm on the radio you are on the radio and on gbc television <laughs> thanks for listening to those highlights from gibraltar today i'm kelly and borge the show's producer we're live on radio gibraltar monday to friday from one to two getting behind the headlines and you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.